A legendary name in hardcore supplementation. Iron Mag Labs. 100% original, patent-pending Andro Compound. The most effective, hardcore, groundbreaking, bodybuilding supplements in the world. In the world. Iron Mag Labs. Revolutionizing hardcore supplementation for more than a decade. Visit IronMagLabs.com. IronMagLabs.com. Welcome back to Central Bodybuilding. I am your host, Jeff Roberts, and I am here as always with my co-host, Matt Wyke. What's going on over there or down there in Pennsylvania, Matt? Not much. I know, uh, I think it was the end of the last episode we were talking about storms that were coming through, and we just got hit again with storms, so it must be a a common theme for for show day that uh, we're getting hit by storms. Yeah, we had some, like, really intense rainstorms up here. I don't know if you had the same thing, like, I mean... Just a torrential downpour to the point of, you know when it rains so hard, it's almost like a blizzard. You just can't see. Yeah. it's that It was like that a couple a couple days in a row. Uh, one day it happened twice in the same day, and, like, it was it was uh, crazy. I haven't seen it rain that hard in a long time. But, uh, but yeah, it's it's looking uh, like it might, we might have another one of those. Tonight well, or, I know or tomorrow. We just got hit, so you're probably going to get what we just had. Um, but, I mean, like yesterday, it was like band after band after band. We just got hammered. Like one band would come through, and then maybe 10 minutes later, another one would come through. And then maybe 15 minutes later, another one would come through. It was crazy. Yeah, I think we are supposed to get hit th- t- tonight because um, we were just talking. My wife and I were just talking about how we have a, like a screened-in porch. We kind of live... We're not downstairs, but we're not on the ground level. It's kind of one of those weird um, buildings where the bottom level is like the – if you're standing on the floor, your the ground would be like at your like belly button, you know? It's not a full – it's not fully underground. It's like a weird like sort of underground. So like we're not – I don't know. So it's it, 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 that's how it is. So there's a there's a drainage hole outside the uh, fenced-in porch because there's like a cement kind of platform there. And if the it, obviously if the rain doesn't doesn't drain, it'll just come right in through the screened-in porch. And like we don't want that mold and whatever else. So we had to we got to go out there and make sure the you know the drainage is all cleaned out so we don't get don't get fucking uh, flooded. Yeah. But, um, yeah, actually, we are recording with heavy hearts this week because the bodybuilding industry lost a, and not only the bodybuilding industry, like a lot of people, including myself, lost a, a, a very, uh, a good friend and a, one of the, one of the best guys in the industries, in the industry that I've ever met. And a lot of people will share that same sentiment, but, uh, Taylor Normando, uh, passed away just a few days ago, um, his wife recently came out and actually said that it was a a heart attack. He had blockage in his arteries, 
um, which is like just so crazy. If people who knew knew Taylor, uh, I didn't know him super well, but I think I knew him better than most people in the industry. I don't think there's that many people in the industry who knew Taylor as good as I did. Just because I don't think a lot of people in the industry knew him that well. Um, he he was very like very healthy kid. You know, he he was he he never carried excessive body weight. I don't think his his weight ever went over like low two forties. He's about five eleven, so not too bad. Um, he he always did cardio. He ate clean. Um, you know, he wasn't he wasn't crazy with his doses or anything. So it's kind of a it's just it's just a really crazy 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 thing. I've never I would never have expected that from from a from a guy like that who has such a, a healthy lifestyle. But uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, it's a it's a terrible thing. I I uh, most people when they saw it they thought it was a joke. You know they're like, wait, what? Like, this can't be this can't be this can't be real life. And unfortunately, it is. But uh, I got I had to, I actually was lucky enough to spend time with Taylor in New York City. We went and covered the uh, Eastern USA out there uh, like a year and a half ago or whatever it was. When we were both working at Project Bodybuilding, and uh, yeah, just a great guy. We had actually. We had a, a good connection because a lot of our a lot of our views and our upbringing was kind of the same. Like we were both like fat kids, and we got into bodybuilding and stuff. We and uh, all that and everything. And I, uh, he was also. I mean, I, I say I, I'm I'm someone who's very intrigued by intelligence, and I don't mean like someone who sits in a fucking classroom and then reads a book and gets a PhD. I don't think that makes you smart at all. I don't think I don't care. I mean, I don't. I just don't uh, the people I know of PhDs are dumb as fuck. They can't, couldn't help you do anything in any situation. And if you're on a like deserted island with them, they would kill both of you because they're so fucking stupid. <laughs> but yeah, you know everything about fucking chemistry. Good job because you read a book. It doesn't make you smart. Uh, just because you store information on one topic, the reason our society thinks that means you're smart is has always confused me. I guess. Because you know everything about math, you're a genius. Like, uh, okay, that makes no sense at all. But um, I've always been intrigued by people who can just take situations or concepts and just either explain them or refute them or figure them out in a way that's, like, super intelligent. And you're like, holy shit, you, you, you're totally right. I've never thought about it like that. And Taylor was one of those people. I only know – I can only name a couple, literally, like, two or three people – that I know that I've ever met in my life who are like that. And Taylor was one of them. Just like, uh, he just had a, a, a insane grasp on the way things were, you know, he could figure things out. Um, or he just, he could just like think his way through shit or he had already thought his way through it. So when the topic came up, he, he knew, and it was like, there was a lot of things that I never thought I would change my mind on. And a, and a fairly brief conversation with Taylor was like, fucking a i think he's he's right he you know like it's not often that you talk to someone who is intelligent enough to change your mind about something that you're pretty sure about because human beings don't like to change their mind they don't like to admit they're wrong and but I, taylor probably changed my mind about uh like two or three different topics uh in the the time that we talked and we talked quite a lot uh um since we met until recently but yeah it's just uh I know you didn't know him. Uh, you, you did you know him at all? Had you? It, it, I don't know if you had any interaction with Taylor. 
No, I mean we really didn't have any interactions. I would I would follow his work. I was a follower of hers of uh, of his. I mean, amazing guitar player. I mean, I would I would go to his page and and just watch him play guitar and be like, wow, you know that dude is talented. I mean, extremely knowledgeable. Anything that he would put out, whether it was a podcast, um, you know, anything up on Facebook, on social media, very intelligent guy. I mean, it. I I can't imagine what his wife is going through. Um, I know that she had to tell their their younger son that you know obviously what happened. Uh, I couldn't imagine uh, you know having to tell my son something similar. But yeah. uh, you know I, I think we both share the the same sentiment that you know our, our thoughts and prayers go out to his wife and son and, and family and friends and those who are close to him. I mean, just completely you know mind boggling how how this could happen. Yeah, he's a. Uh... He was like you said. He was a musical genius, like one of those people who he could. Uh, he's he's literally one of those people who could listen to a guitar like riff and then play it without I mean, the first time he ever heard it. You know, like listen to it a few times, be like okay, and pick up a guitar and, and 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 nail it. He was one of those like very musically inclined people, but uh, but yeah, I just thought we would uh touch touch on that a little bit and uh i i kind of wanted to give a, a little insight onto into maybe people who didn't know him quite like i did because i like i said i knew him pretty well so we both kind of struggle with the same eating problems like we were both fat kids so when you're fat growing up like you don't you are like i've always said i think fatness and skinny is all about appetite i don't think metabolism has barely anything to do with it i think the metabolism argument is fucking stupid I think, like, Juan Morel has a weird metabolism, but that, like, those people are super rare. Skinny people don't love food. Fat people love food. Period. That's what it, like, don't let any huge fat fuck tell you, I barely eat anything. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. Spend a week with them. See if that's true. Go to any family party. Who's eating the most? The monster in the corner, right? Like, that's just the that's just the way it is. And him and I both were fat kids, so we both had this, like... We both like food way too much, and as uh, like bodybuilders or wannabe bodybuilders who are trying to stay lean, like we always had, we've always dealt with the same struggle of cheating on our diet and stuff like that when we weren't supposed to. So we kind of connected on that too. And actually, it's funny we were in New York, and uh, one of the nights we decided like we're gonna wall out one night. It's gonna be, and uh, we got we got uh, we went to like a some like place where you really especially in new york where you really should not buy food it was like a uh, walgreens or something and we spent an absorbent amount of money on junk food we bought uh we bought a huge you know those huge like vats of uh uh cheese balls yeah we bought one of those we bought uh a half gallon of cookies and cream ice cream and then we bought what else we buy we bought one other thing uh like, oh, we went to this, we went to this little like cookie shop or this little fudge shop in New York, and we got these massive like, I don't know, like the biggest cookies I've ever seen. They're like, uh, I look at my laptop right now. The cookie would cover up half the screen. Like these massive like ten inch across cookies. I think I got a, I got like a chocolate chip one, and he got like a half moon one. I think, or no, vice versa. I got the half moon one. He got the chocolate chip one. His was actually a lot better. I finished mine first, and he's like, try this one, and, I, and his was a lot better. I should have got the chocolate chip one. But, so, yeah, he was fucking smart, like I said. But um, we we went back to the hotel, and we watched some TV or whatever, and we just bullshitting, and we ate a bunch of junk food and, like, got and like, went to bed on the food coma, you know. But uh, 
but yeah, it was a it was a good time, and uh, he had a really good physique too. People don't realize he he was not photogenic at all. Uh, we we shared that too. Like you take a we take a picture of ourselves and we lose all our muscle and get fat. It's 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 like I don't know. A lot of people are like that. I, I think, but uh, it's it's almost every time I take a picture of myself, I look at it. I'm like, what is this? This is not what I look like in the mirror right now. Like what what the fuck? You know. But uh, and Taylor, when I when I met Taylor, he was actually like he's like a, a a monster. Like we he probably got he probably got ten comments about how big he was walking around New York for two days. Like the I posted that picture of him with the the guys dressed up as the superheroes in New York. They just kind of they want to take pictures with you and and take your money. But uh, they're like they're all like you're the one who looks like a superhero, a bodybuilder man, all this stuff. And then we were looking at this. This guy was handing out uh, comedy show like uh, pamphlets. It was like a Comedy Central special they were having it in uh, Times Square or wherever it was. And um, he's like, "When is Taylor?" Looked at him. He's like, "When's the show?" And uh, the guy's like, "And he's like a this is like a, a big a big like grown man, right?" And he's like, "Oh, it's uh it's tonight at ten o'clock at such and such." He handed him, and he goes he goes to Taylor. He's like. He's like, don't kick my ass, dude. Don't don't go and fucking beat my ass or anything. Because, you know, Taylor's, like, big. And, and this whole time, he had, like, a fleece on. It was in, like, November or something. So, it was it was cold in uh, Times Square. So, uh, he definitely had a, a great physique. Especially coming from a guy that had no physique. I mean, just a fat mess. So, uh, so yeah, he was a, an, an, a, very, a very interesting person. And one of the very few people that I would actually go to with an issue that I needed to be thought about. You know what I mean? Like something where if I was maybe in an argument with a friend and I was questioning whether or not what I was doing was, you know, or, or I made a decision that upset people and I was thinking, and I was questioning my logic behind the decision. You know how sometimes you're like, I got to do this, and people get mad at you, and then you think, I don't know if that was the right thing to do. Like, I would run it. He was one of the very few people. My friend, uh, one of my old managers back way back when I used to work at Kmart, who I'm still in touch with. He lives in Florida now. But Adam, he's another guy like that. Just uh, someone who was able to think things through, and, and just just everything they say almost makes sense. It's like a very logical thinking people. What, what I would... Um, what I would consider real intelligence, and uh, Taylor was one of those one of those very few people that I would go to with, with things like that. Like, hey man, listen, this this and this happened. Like, what do you think? And it would have nothing to do with bodybuilding, like nothing at all. Um, and we would discuss it and stuff. And most of the times uh, we would agree, but sometimes but sometimes we wouldn't. And I would and he would I would totally see his his point of view, you know. And a lot of people, if you were to go with them, go to them with a with a a problem like that, they're worthless, you know, they're not even, it's, they're, they're like, they're not even worth talking to, but, uh, I wanted to, I just wanted to share that, because I've never told, I've never told that before, like, I've never actually came out and said, oh, I do this, that, and other thing, like, but I just, uh, I just thought that I would, I mean, now that he's gone, you know, I thought I would tell people, uh, let them know kind of more about him than they probably, than they probably did know, and how he was, uh, the, the things that stick out are just how, how unbelievably intelligent he was. I mean, he was literally one of the smartest people I've ever met in my entire life. Uh, one of the few people that I would consider like fucking brilliant. So 
And like I said, not brilliant like, oh, he tells you all this science and shit. Brilliant like just at making decisions and figuring and just figuring shit out and problem solving, you know. But uh, he will uh, definitely be missed. One of the best, maybe the best radio host uh, in, in bodybuilding. And uh, we had, a, obviously, our show, a nonstop bodybuilding, I think to this day, uh, was the greatest um, competition breakdown show probably ever. I think now our, this one is now second because we break down shows. We'll do that today with the uh, uh, Golden State Pro in a little bit. But we, we break down the show pretty heavily and even get into some like mindset stuff and everything, which I, I love that. Like that's When I listen to like heavy muscle radio, I can't wait for Dave and Chris to stop talking about their dads and their fucking bike rides and shit and... I can't wait for that to end so they can talk about, uh, you know, the, the actual bodybuilding and in-depth stuff. So, but, uh, we, we obviously both shared that passion. That was a really good show. And anyone who wants to listen to it, you can still go back on project bodybuilding and listen to it. If you click on radio and I don't know if it's still nonstop bodybuilding on there, but if you can just click on radio in general, I think if I remember correctly, uh, and just go all the way back to the beginning of, and uh, you can listen to Taylor and I break down. We did a four hour and 20 minute olympia preview we had john meadows on tony freeman ron partlow we had matt matt Meinrod on we had mike polsonella on and uh who else do we have on i think we had one other person on maybe aaron singerman or somebody like all those people in one show we had as guests like taylor taylor and i were literally on the radio for for fucking hours from like middle of the day to way late at night and uh it was it was a just a, a, a an epic show. I remember it, it it aired right on like the same day that I got married. So um, that was what's almost that's a while ago now, like well over a year. Or so so yeah, I just wanted to uh, kind of put that out there, you know, just because uh, now that he's gone, people people are unable are going to be unable to 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 learn that about him and appreciate that about him because I know some people followed his work. And or like you yourself, like you followed his work and everything, but you, but people like yourself or or even diehard, because he had diehard fans. I mean, people love that guy, and for good reason. So I think uh, now they kind of know a little bit more about him and and how just how like uh, special of a character he really was, you know. And I know everyone says that when someone passes, but like it's it's no bullshit. Like he really was. I mean, I could pull up the message, like all our conversations about stuff, like like deep stuff that was troubling or whatever that I, I would go to him and he was like a very, just a very level headed, uh, uh, intelligent dude. So, uh, we, he would definitely be missed. And, uh, and you can tell everyone is, uh, everyone is beside themselves about the, about the whole thing. And, uh, I, I wish obviously our thoughts and prayers go out to his family and his son, Cade and everything. But, uh, it's just, uh, I mean, I'll tell you, I was swallowing rocks the, for for two days after that. Like, I had to go to work the next day, and it was just like, it wasn't right, you know? It was just like, every few minutes, you, you remember it, you know? One of those things, and you're like, oh, man, what the fuck? And it's just like, it's hard to, uh, and, and that's, I mean, that's me. I can't imagine people who were actually, like, loved ones and stuff. It's just a, a horrible, horrible thing, and uh, uh, I just, I just, uh, I feel for them, and and uh hopefully uh you know they they get through it and uh, everyone 
everyone is okay. But he was a uh, he was a, a great great man, and he will be missed. But uh, moving on, uh, like we like I mentioned earlier, we did have the Golden State Pro, which kind of crept right up on me. I didn't even realize it was it was happening, and I, I logged on uh, like Facebook or that's right Instagram. It was Instagram, and I saw pictures of uh, Dan Decker from the show. And I'm like, oh holy shit! There was a pro show. I, I didn't even, I didn't even realize it. It's because bodybuilding media is not like it used to be. You know, there used to be. Uh, it's it's too bad. Social media has made it so. It, it's like guys do their own thing, and they're kind of lazy about it. I think they're, because it, back in the day, you had like RX Muscle going into the going to the Golden Golden State. You'd have RX Muscle would do videos on half the lineup. Or MD right. would you have videos on half the lineup or whatever? Now it's like they're they're left to their own devices on their on their social media and they're dieting for a show, so they they don't they barely do anything. They're like they they post a picture of their abs and say ten days out. It's like that's what they do. There's no videos or excitement. So the amateurs are even worse. I remember being I remember rushing home from work as a kid, not a kid, but you know early twenties. To, to to watch the, the the USA. Like I couldn't wait to get on and watch the play by play of the USA. Because I knew like Tamer El Gundy and all these guys, I knew I knew about all them because all the great videos that were being put out about them. And now it's kinda like you don't even know anyone going into the show, so it's 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 far less exciting, but I mean kinda like what, what you just said, I, I I didn't know anything was going on until I saw Justin's picture on on Facebook. And it said, you know, Justin wins. And I'm going, Justin won what? And yeah. then I finally clicked. I'm like, oh, like, yeah, I'm like, oh, no shit. There was actually a show this weekend. Yep. Yeah, very similar, very similar uh, story to mine. I think, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know how to feel about what Justin looks like. He's, uh, he's definitely better than he was. At the Arnold, unquestionably, he said he was ten pounds heavier, which is insane because he's actually like his waist is tighter and he's and he's leaner. But he's uh in some of the poses, he looks like unreal, just like literally on not even real. Like when he's getting into his uh, crab right before he hits it, and it, and it, he's kind of like starting to lean over and makes his waist look so small and he's just super huge and jack so uh very very impressive shot and he's just but then there's other shots where he's not so impressive and he looks a little awkward uh like his waist kind of looks like sometimes when he's relaxed or more so when he's transitioning when he's transitioning with transitioning between poses he can look his waist can look uh, pretty like thick and and like not pleasing. But uh, what did you what did you think about how Justin looked, and uh, especially in comparison to how he he has been looking? You know, it's it's tough because obviously we all know Justin is a big boy. I mean, there's there's no doubt about that that he's he's not one of the the biggest guys that are out there for his age, especially. And and I mean, looking at him. There were shots where he was very soft, I thought, 
And then, like you said, you know, there's other shots where he's hitting a pose and you're like, okay, he, he looks really good in that shot. Um, you know, to me, it's almost like there was a difference between prejudging and, and the night show. And I mean, it, it I'm looking at, at a prejudging shot and I think he looked amazing in prejudging. Not that he didn't look good in, in the night show, but you know, I, I think he, he looked a lot better in prejudging. Yeah. Um, I mean, his, his legs, you know, look good. Um, you know, upper body looked good, uh, but I mean, I can say that about all the guys that were in the lineup. I mean, top five, you know, I thought were, it, and again, it, it depends on the photo, and you know, obviously, we can only go by photos. We weren't there, um, but I mean, some guys looked extremely soft and smooth in in some shots, and then in other shots, they looked amazing. Right. Uh, this is this is another one of those shows, though, that and it's a rarity in my opinion that. The top five, I agree with their placings. I think everyone pretty much deserved where they were um, based off of what I saw and the pictures that that I was looking at. But, I mean, it, it definitely adds more to the Olympia and, and who Justin could potentially go up against and, and, you know, stand next to. But, I mean, I like Justin's physique. I think he's got room to grow. I, I mean, not really muscular-wise, but, I mean, if he can, you know, continue to dial in his conditioning, work on his nutrition a little bit more, and, you know, if he adds on some size, great. But, I mean, I think he's he's one of the guys that we can look for in, in the future. And, and that's one thing that, me personally, I was kind of like, wow, like, after, you know, Jay left, or or let's even go back a little bit further. Like, when Ronnie left, Jay basically stepped right in. And then once, you know, Jay stepped out, then Phil walked in. So it was kind of one of those things where you looked at it and you are like, okay, well, when Phil kind of leaves, who's going to step in? Like, what's the future of bodybuilding? And I think we have so many new guys that are are in the IFBB now and and working their way through the system and and going to shows and placing well and and showing their physique and working hard in the gym. Justin's one of those guys. I mean, he's he's a freak and and it's what the judges are looking for these days. So, I mean, if he continues down that path, I mean, you think you would think that he has a bright future in in the industry. Yeah. Yeah, I agree and I think he's he he, he needs to be leaner. I mean, because his there's just something going on with his stomach. It's not it's way harder here than it usually is. But it's still not right. Like when he does he's actually kind of hitting like a half vacuum in a couple of the front double buys I'm looking at and his his uh abs are very like washed out. For some reason he's almost got the same thing that uh or not the same thing, but a similar thing to uh Akeem Williams uh, he has that problem with his back. Like, just his back holds a bunch of water. The rest of his body is, like, crispy, crispy hard, and then his back is watery. I feel like Justin has that same thing going on, except it's his abdominals that are watery. And that, if he wants to be a top guy at the Olympia, which I think he, you know, he has all the tools but that really has to be remedied. You're not going to stand next to Sean and Dexter and those guys with washed, like even slightly washed out abs and do good. Look at Rami. Yeah. I mean, learn from Rami. Rami gets smoked by the top guys, and he's bigger. Like he's bigger than Justin, you know. So 
you can't that has to that has to go but you talked about him being uh working hard and people he people don't I don't think people realize what kind of athlete Justin is I mean this guy is super methodical and super hard working I mean he is literally the, the saying no stone unturned that that's Justin Compton I mean he doesn't he counts everything he doesn't miss rest he doesn't miss workouts even since he was a kid like a teenager he just like he's just one of those guys where I mean people would call it obsession almost like an unhealthy obsession with bodybuilding he just he never he never went out he didn't care about anything except uh he didn't he, he didn't partake in anything that would hinder his bodybuilding goals he's a very 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 focused um individual to the point where I bet I would bet that his genetics really aren't as good as people think. It's it's uh he's obviously a genetic freak, but he's he's no Michael Lockett who we'll get to in a second. He's more of a a product of good genetics, but not insane, but insane work ethic and insane just f- uh, mental fortitude. The guy is uh I mean I saw him at the where was I the Olympia. 2015 Olympia, which, uh, man, I can't believe that was almost a year ago. That blows my mind that that was almost a year ago. seems like two seconds. But um, I saw him. He walked by the Iron Mag booth, and the guy is like, I mean, I think I was pulled towards him because of his gravitational pull, but he's gigantic. Like, you know when you see a bodybuilder, and they look like, they're, they're, they look huge, but they look like they're walking around moving okay? Then you see a bodybuilder. And they just look downright uncomfortable, like they need to sit down. That was Justin Compton. Like, just looked downright uncomfortable. He was so, so massive. But he had, like, three bags hanging off him. You know what I mean? Like, clearly, like, coolers and shit for food. He had, like, a backpack and, like, two bags off one side and a bag off the other side. Like, all this food and stuff he had packed for for standing at the expo, you know? And that's, that's Justin Compton. That's how he is. I mean... I started that expo booth and lived off Iron Mag Labs lean fuel, not eating anything, uh, because I just, you know, I'm not Justin Compton, but that's, uh, that's the sort of bodybuilder he is. So I think he does have, like you said, he has room to grow. And I think like what you meant is he has room to improve, right? Not, right. Not necessarily he needs to get bigger, but yeah, he definitely has room to improve a hundred percent. If he can somehow kind of hone in his waist a little bit more, he immediately becomes a threat at any show. So, good showing for him. I'm glad to see um I'm get, glad to see him kind of getting it back and not uh not continuing his um I guess negative ways that he's been doing. But uh even I guess honestly, I'm more excited with Michael Lockett after this show than I am Justin Compton, like this guy, I mean, how, how, who does this? Who, I mean, this guy, so this guy has been competing for like, I don't, I don't know. He's been doing show after show after show. And somehow as he does every show, he gets bigger, fuller and harder. Yeah. Who does that? Like, like they said on heavy muscle radio, he's probably eating pizza and burgers, you know, the whole time. It's like, it's just crazy. I don't know. That doesn't happen. You know, people very rarely, like, you know, we saw Akeem Williams get better and better show to show, 
But he didn't get any bigger. He got smaller. Michael Lockett looks like he's gaining weight and getting leaner. And he has like... He has like pretty bad gyno at this point. If you look at some of his shots, like... Dude has to get that gyno cut out. Because he has... In some of the shots, maybe he recently got it and it's like still swollen. But I doubt it. But you can see on some of the front shots, he has serious gyno. Yeah. And usually gyno is an indication of you being like a, a noob you know like you you don't really know like in his hands class most muscular i mean his he's got you know gyno bad but uh that i talked about it last show or last time we talked about michael lockett i talked about gyno being a sign of like uh not really not fully understanding the sport you know kind of being new to the whole drug game and stuff because what pros can you name any other top pros who are vying for pro titles that have visible gyno like that doesn't happen because they have people in their corner and shit that get like you know that just doesn't happen it's not it's not something you see when's the last time you saw a guy first or second in a pro show with visible gyno it's just like not something that really happens but, no, I mean, if you want if you want to have a career in this industry, in, in bodybuilding, that is, you know, specifically, y- you almost need to get that taken out immediately. Take the glands out, and then you just don't have to worry about it. Right, exactly. So this guy almost, he, 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 uh, he almost seems like a little bit of a, like a greenhorn, you know? And he's, he's still vying for titles nonetheless. And here, I mean, I think he... This might be his best look that best best look ever. Usually he's weak from the back, which he's still a little bit weak from the back. But that back double bicep uh, and these like pre-judging photos, man, I don't know. He looks pretty good. His waist is minuscule. He's got shredded, shredded glutes and hams. Uh, you know, huge like not huge, but good arms and delts. And his arms and delts look very real. There's no. Synthol, or uh, which we'll talk about later as well, or anything like that in it. Uh, it just he looks very, uh, very clean and crisp at this show, and and like he's getting bigger and bigger despite competing over and over again. You'd think the guy would fall apart, but I guess yeah, I mean, we we were very critical of him early, like when I when I first jumped on the show as co-host. I mean, I was extremely critical of him, saying how. You know, if you would see his photos leading up to a show, you'd be like, wow, this dude is going to do amazing. And then he would get on stage and you're like, wait, what? What happened to this guy? Like, he yeah. doesn't even look the same. But I mean, like you said, I don't, you know, maybe he's finally figuring it out. But I mean, shots from the back, everything is dialed in, striated glutes. His hamstrings looked amazing from the front. His delts were popping. Obviously, he's he's known for having the big delts and the big arms. Um, you know, abs, decent chest. I mean, I don't know. I don't, he's getting better every show, which is impressive, but you know, how much further can he take it? Yeah. I wonder if he works with anybody. Like I get the sense that he could work with like Chris Aceto or Dave Plumbo or anybody and just, I mean, be really, really, really something to behold. And the fact that he... I mean, anyone who's listening who's interested in Michael Lockett, go try to go find – I mean, they're out there. You can find pictures of Michael Lockett competing on stage as an amateur where his right leg is literally half the size of his left leg if you measured it. Like, no joke, 
one half the size. I mean, his right leg was like the size of his right arm. And he would try to hide it and stuff. And now you almost don't even notice. I mean, who does that? Who has an injury so bad that their leg is half the size of the other one? And then it like comes all the way back up. I mean, it's not like Victor Martinez or Branch Warren where it was maybe 15% smaller. I mean, this thing was 40% or more. It was tiny. I'll try to post a picture on the threat on the when I post the show or something, but that that's like that to me just shows like a freak. The other thing he has like you don't necess- you don't tend to hear the description of Grainy with a black dude. Usually Grainy, you think you think uh, Branch Warren and Dorian Yates. Those are like mm-hmm. the Grainy guys and uh, John Meadows. In the side chest, I'm looking at it right now. Like he is completely just grained out. I mean, this guy is ripped. I mean, besides his puffy nipple, he's ripped, uh, super grainy, and uh, that's just you know just gen- genetics. You know, even his face is grainy. I mean, if he is as uh, as uh, I don't know what the word to use is um, amateurish as I suspect, then he could really, really. Uh, break some hearts if he ever decides to you know hook up with Dave Palumbo or or any of those guys Hani or any of those guys you know well it makes me wonder if if he's not working with anyone I, I mean I don't know any and I hate to use this term guru you know whether it's Aceto Palumbo Hani whoever I don't know any of them that would look at his physique and go yeah man you look good like, you need to go get gyno removed immediately. Like, stop. Do not pass go. You know, move, you know, directly, a... <laughs> move directly to the hospital and have the glands removed immediately. You know, it's, it's funny you say that because I haven't heard anyone else mention it. It's the first thing I see when I look at his physique. Yeah. It's like, because Dave and Chris went over this show. I was, like, listening to it as I fell asleep. I didn't really listen too intently, but... They, they didn't say anything about his gyno. And they always bring that up. They're not like, they don't pussyfoot around too bad sometimes, but they uh, they didn't say anything about him having gyno, which I thought was really, really strange because to me it's fucking not glaring. Uh, on a physique that hard and shredded, it's it's glaring. If he was kind of like off-season and chubby, I'd be like, okay, it's probably just some puffiness. But no, he has grainy pecs with puffy nipples. It's not okay. But, uh, but yeah, I haven't heard anyone else. I literally haven't heard anyone else. I mean, uh, I don't listen to the shows like I used to. I mostly listen to Heavy Muscle and a few other ones. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why no one else has, has mentioned it. And I just it think. Might be, it, it popped up maybe early in the season, and, and that's when it started to get bad. I, I can't remember, honestly, what, what he looked like last year. It could be something that really just got worse as as this, the year went on yeah. and maybe after you know this season's done he's going to go under the knife get it removed he'll come back next you know season and it won't be a topic of discussion anymore but i mean you know if you're a friend of michael and and you're listening to this please forward the podcast to him and say please get that removed yeah i had a um negative exchange with michael lockett when he first turned pro uh, really yeah i just uh I messaged him and asked him if he wanted to be on the show, on one of my shows, and he said no. And I really wanted to interview him because he was such a 
he's such a polarizing character with all the, you know, just how he's kind of like a mythical bodybuilder, the way he looks and the way people say he was natural and all this stuff. And he said no. So I was like, I, uh, well, Matt and I, Matt Meinrod and I decided to offer him money, which we were probably never going to pay. But I think I offered him 70 bucks for an hour interview or something. And he, uh, he sent back, uh, ha 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 ha, like laughing, which I just kind of pissed me off. I'm like, uh, I just thought to myself, like, who, who do you think you are? You're like a shitty new pro. That's probably not going to do anything. Cause when he turned pro, I mean, he was like, I mean, come on, you weren't even going to place top 10 at a shitty show, but, but, uh, he's, uh, and I, I told him, I said something like, it's probably the most you're ever going to be offered again to do an interview just so you know, or something like that, you know, but, uh, if uh, if Michael ever does listen to this, I apologize, and I was definitely wrong because someone probably would offer you more than that now because you are a, a, a bona fide, kind of a bona fide superstar at this point. Um, I do remember on Dave and Chris on the Heavy Muscle Radio, they talked about how they thought that uh, this Ronaldo Gary could have placed higher than um, Kevin Jordan. And I have to say, I completely disagree. Because I don't know. Have you seen this guy, Ronaldo Gary? No, I mean he it's, plays fourth, it's... and he just doesn't look. I mean, he he has the most distracting midsection I've probably ever seen. <laughs> not not that it's like super distended, but it's like it's like it, I don't know. It, it's just. I don't know what is going on with that. Are you seeing what I'm seeing? Yeah, and I can't. It's very hard to explain what we're talking about. It's like this, like it's like it's, his... a, it's like a circle. Yes, just I was just gonna say with abs. In. Yes, I was gonna say his abs. Look, first of all, they're round. So if you took, if you just outlined somebody's abs, what you would consider abs, it would look like a vertical triangle, right? Most of the time, mm-hmm. um. Maybe on like Kai Green, it would look more like a square. Guys with a really short torso, but in general, it would look like a it would look like a um, an up and down triangle. This guy's abs are a circle, and they like stick out, like not stick out like distension, like stick out from the rest of him. You know, it's it's very very strange. I don't know. It's like if you do a vacuum. But everything on the outside gets sucked in, and nothing in the middle gets sucked in. It right, kind of stays there. Like that's a good description of it. That is a good description of it. It is. It's like <laughs> it's like a. It's like he's pulling a vacuum, but his abs are so insane and poking out that it doesn't that that they they are. Uh, you know, it's like he's. I don't know. It's like shrink wrapping something. When you shrink wrap it, it pokes out through the through the wrap. That's kind of like what his abs look like, but they're circular. It's it's so, like we're not talking about each ab is circular. We mean like his whole abdominal, his whole set of abs is a big weird circle. Well, um, it, it has like levels too. Like I'm looking at um, like an oblique shot that he's doing, and his abs have like levels. It's like stairs, and and as it starts from the upper abs and moves down like distends out more and more and more as, as like you travel down. I'm looking at it like, oh, okay. It looks like um 
like the pyramids, like you're literally walking up the steps of a pyramid is what his abs look like when he's doing his, his oblique shot. Yeah. Very strange. If anything, I would potentially have the guy in, in fifth beat, uh, beat him just cause I don't like how, like, like, see, I, I've, I've said this before. I, I don't like when a, if a person who's not into bodybuilding, they should look at a bodybuilder and be like, they might be grossed out by the size and stuff and the conditioning, but they shouldn't say like, what is that? Like how, do, what the fuck is that? There shouldn't be things that are like just wrong looking like that. You know what I mean? Like it's one thing to think someone's too muscular. It's another thing to see something in like it's a mutation. Like what is going on with that shit? But this guy, um, Josh Wade, he's a, uh, we we're talking about grainy. He's pretty grainy, wide waisted. But besides that, he's not, he doesn't have distension. He's just wide waisted. Looks like an older guy. Yeah. But I mean, separated quads, decent abs, but wide waist, like I said, shredded from the back. I mean, I, I think I could flip flop those two, but I don't think, I mean, Kevin Jordan was, I don't, I wasn't super impressed with Kevin Jordan. He looked, I don't know if he was, I don't know. I don't know if he looked any better than when he did the, I think he won the USA. I don't know if he looked much better here than there. Maybe a little bigger, but kind of. He, he looked, uh, I think compared to the USA, uh, Kevin Jordan's body looked like tired, a little like worn out looking, um, which is strange because, you know, it, it, he had all that time off to, to, I mean, theoretically to rest, but, uh, did you get a chance to look at the pictures of, uh, uh, Kevin Jordan? Yeah, I mean, Kevin doesn't look bad. I mean, to touch on Josh, I think he definitely needs to work on his arms. Um, That's why I I would have kept him at at fifth, even though, you know, looking at um, whatever we want to call it on on all those physique, I I don't know what's going on with that. But, uh, I mean, Kevin Kevin has a good physique. I mean, when when he's hitting poses, his his waist looks tiny, you know, his, his lats, definitely you know are making him appear a lot bigger um good set of wheels from from the back he looked decent um i mean it's he's he's a name that you know if if you're throwing it out there to have you heard of him i think 99 percent of the people will probably say no um but i mean from from the back his his hamstrings were definitely soft but yet he his glutes were decent um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, obviously, there's there's stuff that we can pick apart with with everybody. Um, I thought his quads were great. Um, but I mean, obviously, there's just little things that that he could work on. I thought his posing was decent, uh, which obviously that can kind of make or break your physique. So right. you know, I, I think like like what we said with uh, with Justin, he he has room to grow. I think he can definitely put on some more size. Um. But I, I I have nothing really bad to say about his physique. Right. Yeah, I agree. It's not uh not blowing anybody away, but pretty good. And I think uh I've always been a fan of Dan Decker's physique. And uh I was kind of a fan of Dan Decker. Uh not that a lot of people are super familiar with Dan Decker. He's not exactly the highest ranking guy, but uh I thought he looked very good. 
He's a little bit, a uh, little bit filmy from the back. I mean, not quite as crisp as he needed to be. I mean, I'll tell you, this might sound ridiculous because I wasn't there. I'm just looking at photos, so somebody could tell me if I'm being absolutely ridiculous. But from the photos, if he's five percent sharper, I from the back, from the front, he's peeled. I I think I would have had Dan Decker third if he's a little bit more crisp because just because of the. The front shots, I mean, that front double by is, like, very good. Um, front lat spread looks great. Everything is just, uh, he looks, he looks, uh, he looks right. You know, I always, I always talk about that. He looks correct. Nothing looks like, what is that? You know, he just looks, uh, he looks how you should look when you train, eat right, and become a bodybuilder. So. Yeah, he kind of looks like an old school bodybuilder. Yeah, not yeah. Like, not like, you know, Yates or Flex Wheeler or anybody like that. Just an old school bodybuilder where everything is, you know, aesthetic, there's symmetry, and everything just looks right, like you said. I mean, there's nothing that you can pick apart. Uh, just an overall solid physique. And you have Brandon Curry who places out of the uh, money and is like, dude, like, what are you doing, man? Like, why? Why? Why would you? Why? <laughs> I don't get it. I don't I know why you – I mean, this guy could – this guy could – this guy could uh, cha- literally sh- challenge um, Justin Compton here if he was his best ever. I mean, go blow for blow with him and maybe beat him. Brandon was seventh, seventh at the Olympia in 2012. Seventh yeah. at, the, at the fucking Olympia. Who was seventh this year? Like, Rami or somebody? You know what I mean? I know Rami was fifth. So I don't know who was seventh. Like – Branch Warren, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I don't know why he would come into a show. I mean, you mean, you mean, there's no, nothing in his abs that, that, I mean, his abs look like, I have, I have, I mean, I have friends who eat cheeseburgers whose abs are this hard. Who don't, you know what I mean? Like, I have friends who don't diet at all or take anything and have abs like this. And his his glutes and stuff. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing that would say, "Oh, I'm ready," you know. But he's way off. He's yeah. I, I, he's I would big, be I guess. But it's about it. But it's like you said. Like, what happened? You know, d- did he kind of give up on the sport and he's just kind of doing it because it's fun? But he doesn't take his his conditioning seriously. And no, prep? no, because he was. Remember when he he placed with a. He was third behind Lockett and. Uh, Dallas, just when I was in uh, North Carolina, we talked about it. Oh, that's true. I think. And he was good, very good. If he looked like that here, he's second place. No, no, third place. I'm sorry. Beats Kevin Jordan, no doubt. I, I think he beats Kevin. I think I think it's a one, two, three show. I think if he looks like that, he beats Kevin Jordan in every pose. Just slaughters him. But he wouldn't beat, he wouldn't beat this Michael Lockett. No way. Uh, looking like that, looking his best ever, he he places probably second here. Maybe everything's Vice for the smooth. Win. Everything oh, yeah. is smooth. smooth as can be. I mean, his legs look horrendous. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I don't know why he does that. He he's been doing it his whole career. Comes into a show, fucking looks like a looks like a a world beater. Comes into the next show, looks like crap. But again, it's like one of these dudes that if you see at the gym, you're like, oh shit, like that that dude's you know ready for the stage. But then when he gets on the stage and you see everybody else, you're like, oh yeah, not as good as I thought he was. Right. Um. 
I want to give an honorable mention to uh, John Anderson. John Anderson uh, does not have the greatest physique for bodybuilding. Uh, plus, he's—I mean, I think the guy—I think he's like in his late forties now, so he, he's up there trying to compete with these guys. But uh, I just love John Anderson. I had him on my—I had him on my show twice, just because uh, this guy is a true—a true badass. He—he uh, he was a a fat kid growing up. Got picked on really bad. Uh, kind of got control of his life, you know. Started training and eating right and everything. And uh, he's a very, very, very motivating individual. Like when I got off the phone with him, I just felt like, uh, put it this way, there was no chance in hell I was cheating on my diet after getting off the phone with him. You know what I mean? Like he's just a just a. A, 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 an absolute workhorse um visionary really but uh yeah he doesn't he doesn't look good here like he he's not didn't 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 do well but i just wanted to d- throw it out there because uh i really like the guy but uh i think his bodybuilding days are probably over he was he was actually uh he he's uh, been a pro athlete in three sports he was a pro strongman a pro wrestler uh like wwe but in japan and a pro, and now he's a pro bodybuilder. So, pretty impressive dude. Um, I just wanted to say, uh, I know we wanted to talk about uh, the Rich Piana thing, but I don't know. I'm kind of sick of talking about that guy. I wanted to say, I just thought of this topic. We didn't even have it uh, written down or anything. But when I say, like, I think that a guy on stage should look correct. I love to say that, and I, I think everyone knows pretty much what I mean, but the other thing, Tony Freeman always brought this up. I know he's fucking taboo now because he went to Inspire, whatever, whatever. I like Tony Freeman, but the, he he would always say fans will come to, a, come to bodybuilding, and even bodybuilding fans, and will wonder, so how, how is it that you and I, Matt, we follow bodybuilding? We know more about bodybuilding than 99.999% of the population. We can go to a bodybuilding show and leave and say, how the hell did, how the hell did Sean beat Dexter? You know what I mean? Like we, like that's, that is uh like, that's ridiculous to me. And I was watching the Olympics with my wife and I'm thinking, if you watch like gymnastics, diving, uh, snowboarding, skateboarding, and I don't know any of those. I mean, I'll skateboarding a little bit, but the the rest of them, I don't know them at all. You know what I mean? Like I don't know anything about fucking gymnastics, but I can always, I know always know who did the best. You know what I mean? Because I have a working brain, I know who did the best. You can tell who sticks their landing, who spins tighter, who you know all that stuff. You can tell. You can tell in diving who did the best. You can tell in snowboarding who did the best. You don't need to see the. You know what I mean? Like. Not you don't even have to be in the sport, and don't give me the subjective bullshit because those are all subjective sports, all of them, all subjective. Like honestly, the way that a lot of the Olympic sports are judged is exactly like bodybuilding, exactly like bodybuilding. Because when you when they judge um, swimming, for example, everything is judged. The way that they come down the the way that they like if if they're running down the. Uh, the diving board, the way that they run down the diving board, the way that they jump, how much their knees bend when they jump, how close their feet are to the edge when they jump, 
how fast they spin, how slow they spin, how tight they spin, how even their legs are, how how the, the position their feet are in. Like all that shit is taken into account when judging swimming. It's like bodybuilding. It's like a ton, a ton of like we got to judge every body part, conditioning, presentation, symmetry, all this stuff. So, but despite all that, any adult can watch those games and tell who's the best. And once in a while, I'll be like, "Oh, that's weird. I would not expect her to have beaten her." But it's pretty. It's pretty rare. Now, bodybuilding, on the other hand, if you had just someone from who who knew nothing about bodybuilding, my mom, if she would, well, my mom knows about bodybuilding now. She is a bodybuilder. But let's say, uh, uh, I don't know, like your your parents, Matt. I don't know if your parents are like they're not gym rats, are they? No, that they no. I like my well, we'll use my dad. My dad is not – he doesn't go to the gym and stuff. He's just like a, like an outdoorsman type, you know, like a – kind of like a – I don't know. He's a, a normal dude. And uh, if he went to a bodybuilding show, like the Mr. Olympia, I don't think he would understand like why – you know what I mean? He would be like, wait, why did that guy beat that guy? I think he looks way better. Like that shit – that doesn't usually happen in other sports. If you watch ice skating – Ice skating, dude, they, they they judge, like, how much fucking ice shoots up when you land. You know what I mean? They judge, like, everything you can think of. But you can tell who had the best routine still. But in bodybuilding, it's not like that. You can go to a bodybuilding show, and even if you know bodybuilding, you're like, why did he beat them? Like, I just think that there has to be, I think, I mean, I kind of agree with Tony. He talks about standards, and I think that's true. There has to be some set standard so that you can tell, like, who wins and who doesn't. I'm not complaining about any particular show. I just it, that that popped into my head when I was watching the Olympics and I was watching uh, gymnastics and I was like, "Oh yeah, she that was awesome. She did so good. She's gonna beat that other girl, you know." And I'm thinking about bodybuilding. Like, if somebody was watching bodybuilding who didn't know anything about bodybuilding, the way I know nothing about gymnastics, they they wouldn't know. They wouldn't. They they couldn't tell you why Phil beat Sean. They'd be like, "Oh, oh I think Sean looks better," or or why Dexter beat. Wolf, you know what I mean? They'd have no idea. They'd be like, "Well, I don't know. It doesn't doesn't make sense to me." And uh, even like, I don't know. It's just it's just one of those things where I feel like people should people should be able to know why. I think it would make bodybuilding more popular and easier to watch. How how do you become a fan of a sport when you don't understand why certain guys are winning? You you become a fan of of uh, building muscle and being a bodybuilder. You become a fan of the physiques, but not the competition. You know what I mean? Because you don't understand how the competition is judged. So how do you? How can you be a fan of the competition? You you become a fan. It's like a guy watching women's volleyball to, to look at their asses. Like you're not a fan of women's volleyball. You're a fan of their asses. Like right. it's that's kind of how a lot of. Uh, I mean, I guess no pun intended. That's kind of how a lot of. Uh, I think. People are like young kids and stuff, especially are with bodybuilding. They don't understand how like why Kai doesn't beat Phil. Like everyone thinks Kai should beat Phil because they all love Kai, but nobody, very few people, even try to understand how it's judged. And even like Tony always said, even the industry insiders are, are often like scratching their head, which I think is it's just kind of a, I don't I don't know I don't necessarily know if there's a remedy for it, but well it is, I think. Go One ahead. of the things that that sticks out to me is every every sport that you mentioned, including you know everything throughout the Olympics, 
even uh, I mean, obviously, you know, basketball and, and baseball and stuff isn't isn't really the same. Um, but let's let's just go back to the Olympics. Every single sport in the Olympics, whether it's you know winter or summer Olympics, you get a score at the end of a routine or round or you know whatever segment uh, you're in for that individual you know placing. I guess you could say. So, like, after a, a diver's done with that first dive, they get a score, and everybody sees that score. With bodybuilding, you don't get to see a score until the end, and you have to go searching for that score. So, you know, I think it would make more sense to actually show, hundred percent. you know, after each round, where everyone is ranked – 100%. So that you can kind of compare people better. I mean, obviously, you get an idea of of who who's placing where based off of and you, where they are also, on stage. Yeah. It should also but, to, be, to be displayed what judge, you know, made each judging. You know, they like, you know, like it should be. I think I, I agree. Don't know if they have to do that. I mean, you don't see that in in any other sport, really. Yeah. You, you, oh yeah, I guess. I mean, you and can ice see skating, you can ice be like judge dude. one, judge two, judge three, judge four, and then they have their individual scores for for that. But I mean, you don't know like, um, you know, Weinberger said, you know, Kai got X amount of points, you know, this round or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's that's that, that's true. But I think that would help a lot of the new people who I hate to say are being drugged into these shows with with people who enjoy the sport. But I think it would give them something to kind of understand versus, okay, so they just came out and, and they posed. Like, why did they do that? Oh, okay, well, that's prejudging. All right, cool. And then they come back later, you know, the night show. And then they're, you know, they're doing all the comparisons and this and that. And, and they're just like, I don't understand why everybody just comes up and they're just hitting poses. Like, what does this all mean? So I think there has to be some type of scoring system that is, is you know, published somewhere after each round. And, and I think it would make it fun. I think it would make it fun for um, the athletes too, because going into it, you know, if if you're looking at the board and you see, you know, say have to, and I'm just totally making this up, but let's just say at this year's Olympia, you see after prejudging, Dexter is is ahead of Phil. Well, then that kind of gives you know some suspense going into the night show. Like, well, shit, Phil better come back looking better. So now you have a mental picture of what Phil looked like. And what Dexter looked like, so that come the night show, you know, you can see how they're doing. You know, did they fade? Did they get better? You know, what what happened? And you can have a mental picture in your head of where you think everyone's going to place based off of those scores. It, it's just yeah. it's tough because at the end of the show, you either agree with top five or you don't agree, but you don't know how close it was because it's literally just one, two, three, four, five. And, you know, it could be a landslide, you know, kind of like, you know, where, where Phil is, 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 you know, getting all ones. And, you know, you, you really don't understand how the scoring goes unless you go online and you look up the scorecards and, and see how they actually finish point-wise. Right. Yeah, it's kind of a strange thing. If, if you think about it, it's kind of strange how we go through prejudging and we have no scores of any kind. Nobody knows anything. Then you go to the night show, they go through uh, the routines, no scores of any kind. And then the awards are given out, and there's no scores of any kind. You know what I mean? It's like, 
there's no scores ever until the very until you get the scorecard and you get to look at the scorecard and confuse yourself, you know, afterwards, the next day or whatever, whenever the scorecard comes out. Maybe it's right after, I don't know. But there's no like none of it's put up there. And I've always well, said that the, the the best way Lewis Uridel and I both have said this. I wrote articles about it. I think the best way to reduce the subjectivity of the sport is to have each aspect of bodybuilding judged as opposed to having the whole physique judged because you we should have I think personally we should have four different criteria and maybe three judges assigned to each criteria so you have three judges judging condition three du- judges judging uh, aesthetics three judges judging symmetry and three judges judging uh, uh, size and symmetry symmetry would mean all muscles developed evenly and then uh, aesthetics would mean like pleasingness to the eye conditioning is obviously conditioning and then uh, size is size so then we see those scores so there could be no funny business how, how and, then, and then but you have to see the scores after the round so if Phil Heath gets a nine in size and Rami gets an eight the whole fucking industry is gonna go nuts because yeah, that's yeah so like it every everybody can see who's bigger everybody can see who's leaner everybody can see who has better shape everyone can see who's more symmetrical uh meaning or, or more balanced i should say so well, like transparency and i think that's right, what everyone exactly. is looking for because i mean there are times where where i've heard people that are sitting in the front row they see Mannion walking up and down you know the the judging panel and he'll stop and look at somebody's you know score sheet and say, wow, so-and-so's really looking good tonight, aren't they? And and you know what's going on there. Like, come on. Like, And, you, you know, you mentioned funny business before. You know, I would like to think that that type of shit doesn't happen, but I think we're all naive not to think that there's politics in, right. in this a little bit. Like and, I mean, I, I don't want to be, you know, super critical of the, the IFBB, but, yeah, there are some times where things don't seem to be correct. And I think that's what we all want. We want transparency. I think it will bring more people to the sport because they just look at it as, oh, okay, they're just a big you know, bunch of gorillas up on stage hitting poses. But yet if they understood the judging of how everything is scored, you know, it, it's not just size like what a lot of people think. You know, it, it's, it is the conditioning, the symmetry. You know, it's, it's everything. So I think more people would understand what they're looking at and appreciate it more than just thinking that it's just a bunch of big guys who eat nothing but protein all day long and they lift shit up and put it down and you know they're judged on that in little you know banana hammocks. I think yeah. it would add more to the sport than than where it's at right now. Because again, like going back to any type of athletics, you see scores on everything. Like this is yep. the only sport that I can think of off the top of my head where you don't know what the score is until the placings are released. 100%. Like, I, I don't understand that. And and it's funny because I never really thought about this until you brought it up, and, and I'm sitting here as you're talking, and I'm like, this is fucking retarded. Like, why do we have a sport that literally you don't know what any of the scores are unless you investigate yourself afterwards? Yeah, the next which day. Which is an afterthought. Nobody's no Unless you're in the industry like you and I who go and, and kind of – you know, poke it at the different 
shows and stuff when they're over. Nobody cares what the what the points are at the end of it. They're like, oh, okay, you know, Phil got first, you know, Dexter second, you know, whatever the the, the case is. But yeah, I mean, I think that is a super big hole in in the sport that I think they should look at. And I think it's, I mean, honestly, I think it's comical how Pete, how like the in, the the organization pretends that a human being can appropriately assess six physiques at once in the front double in they're they're in their pose for four seconds literally four seconds if that sometimes yeah i was gonna say not so even you're, that. you're telling me that you can assess six physiques on size symmetry or balance aesthetics and conditioning from top to bottom including funny business and gyno and things like that of all six of them in four seconds and you can do it over and over again for every pose all night like give me a fucking break like you you can't do that nobody can do that like somebody go look at a video of a of a prejudging at the olympia a first call out where it's five even four four guys and watch them do a front double and try to like assess you just you just almost get done assessing the first guy and they're into their next pose. Like how, how can you, you can't tell me that you can appropriately assess them head to toe in three to five seconds. It's stupid. And, but if each little group of judges was just responsible for one aspect, if you have six guys for four seconds, you could probably judge their conditioning you know what I'm saying? First to sixth. If all you had to focus on was their condition, then then e- that's even a stretch. But at least it would be better. Or like their size. If you have six guys holding a pose for five seconds, you could probably judge their size first to sixth, you know, because you're just focusing on size. But to say that you can judge all aspects of the physique with them all, like that's insane. Come on. Like you can't do that. There's no way. There's no because way you, you could do that. You have to compare, too. I mean, it's hard enough getting down the whole row in four seconds, but then when you're trying to, you know, pick apart how you're actually going to place, you know, your points and stuff, like, you're going to be comparing. Because if you look at Rami and you look at Dexter, obviously, you know, it's going to be different. But when you get closer in in physiques, it's going to be more difficult. You're going to have to analyze them a little bit longer and, and truly pick apart individual aspects of of their physique so yeah it's i don't see how they can do it right yeah i've always thought that was i I wrote one of my recent articles i wrote i wrote that in there i'm like do people really think that uh, a human judge can assess six physiques on every aspect of bodybuilding in four seconds come on now like ridiculous ridiculous you can't even look at them all you couldn't even fucking write down all all their hair color in four seconds that's that's what is that? 0.7 seconds per physique? Like, give me a fucking break. But, anyways, I think it was a good show. We're now, uh, I'm looking at the time now. We're now well over an hour. So, uh, time to wrap this up. Uh, I think it was a good show. Uh, like we like we started with, definitely uh, our thoughts go out to Taylor Normando's, Normando's family. And he, yes. he, will, be, he will be missed. Uh, greatly especially by the bodybuilding industry and his uh his loved ones in particular so 
glad we got to uh, kind of pay homage to him at the beginning of the show, and uh, it, it uh, won't be the last time his name comes up. I guarantee you that. As as long as I work in bodybuilding, uh, his name will uh, will uh, you'll, you'll you'll hear me mention his name here and there, just because he uh, he was inf- pretty influential to me. So. Um, with that, uh, obviously, go to ironmaglabs.com to support the show. You can use coupon code JEFF15, G-E-O-F-F-1-5, for 15% off at checkout. That also works at Iron Mag Research, all the best research chemicals and peptides on the internet. Then JEFF15 will also work there, G-E-O-F-F-1-5. And that's ironmagresearch.com. Check out ironmagazine.com. That's where this is, obviously, this is, uh, this goes up and is aired, I guess you would say, at ironmagazine.com. Matt is lighting it up over there with all the articles. I've slowed down a little bit because I am working full-time again, more than full-time again. But uh, I am trying to get some articles out. I got some ideas, but uh, man, I come home, I eat, and I fall asleep. So it's 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 hard, but my wife's going back to school, so I need extra money. So uh, I'm pulling in the money now, but man, I'm, I'm, I'm beat, but... I'll try to get articles out. Uh, I'm definitely going to try to get more articles out there. But uh, what do you have in uh, closing, Matt? Nothing. I, if if I get carpal tunnel or, like, I break my hands at some point, I'm screwed. Maybe get workers comp from, uh, from Iron Mag. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll talk to Rob. Be like, hey, Rob, uh, what, what can we work out here? Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, he'll be like, yeah, uh, try some ice. Rob needs to keep up on his uh, Corvette buying, so. <laughs> All right, everyone, this was Central Bodybuilding brought to you by Iron Mag Labs, episode number 56, and we will be back next week. Until then, keep it real. We are out.